Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RA Podcast. This is episode 716, recorded live on March 5th, 2022. And here are your hosts, the man who unsurprisingly is sitting with a spindrift, Dave Pillay. Uh, hi, hi, hi. And the man who has Coca-Cola's new Starlight flavor, Andy Lowe, hi. The fuck the Starlight Coca-Cola? What is that supposed to be? I don't know. I'm going to try it out. Here we go. Okay, that's sweet. Like... I mean, it's Coca-Cola, Andy. Yeah, I know, but it's got, like, that Coca-Cola vanilla sweet to it. I mean, I like vanilla Coke. Have you heard about Pepsi Nitro? Uh... No. What the heck is Pepsi Nitro? I mean, it's it's exactly what it sounds like. It's Pepsi, but instead of carbonation, they use nitrogen infusion. Oh. So it's more like a Guinness or a Nitro coffee. Hmm. Okay, so Coca-Cola describes this as having notes reminiscent of stargazing around a campfire. I call bullshit. And a refreshing taste that evokes the feeling of a cold journey th- to space. I also call bullshit. I, you don't know if you like it, do you? I don't know because it's got it's got a uh, it's got like a vanilla, but it's also like a, a sugary vanilla sort of thing, and it's also um, it's almost got like a graham cracker sort of smell. <clears throat> it's 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 like pink too. It's not it's not like the dark brown red. Maybe like a well, what, what what didn't somebody say that you know space is supposed to taste like raspberries? Uh no, I don't think that's the case. I swear I. Remember remember hearing something about space tasting like raspberries. Well, Andy, you have the internet. I know. I'm looking that up right now. Yeah. <clears throat> 2009, astronomers were able to identify a chemical called ethyl formate in a big dust cloud at the center of the Milky Way that also happens to be responsible for the flavor of raspberries. What did you search? Did space? you search, does space taste like raspberry? Yes. Andy, you know better than that. That's like typing out, like, proof Earth is flat. (laughs) Although, here's a really funny thing. I type in, what does space taste like? You want to know the very first thing that comes up? What? Coca-Cola Starlight Review. (laughs) Yeah, Coca-Cola tastes like space. Sure. Yeah. Tastes like space. Apparently, it actually tastes like Coca-Cola mixed with Dr. Pepper. Hmm. Maybe. So yeah, there so, you go. So yes, this is this is the new <laughs> thing. I saw that. I'm like, what the frack is this? So I I got a bottle and huh. Well, you know what I'm gonna <laughs> do is I poured myself. <laughs> A glass of Mountain Dew. (laughs) And you know what? I know I like Mountain Dew, so I'm just going to drink that instead. Okay. Ah, Yes. Now, I will also point out the reason I'm having a spin drift is I've also had half of a cake today. And so I figured having a Verner's for the podcast would... Just a little too much sugar. Well, okay. Now I the question it, becomes, though, is like, what type of yeah. cake? Are you talking like, you know, a personal cake? Like are you strawberry talking like, shortcake? Are you talking like half of a Costco cake? I mean, not like an entire sheet cake, okay. uh, but certainly a cake that you could do for like, you could probably get a good like five sizable servings of this cake. So like a dinner with friends. I've eaten about half of it. Yeah. And full sheet cakes. So they're big. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They're also disgusting. What's wrong with sheet cake? It's just not that good. Well, it depends on who makes it. And I mean, comparatively, right? Like. I, I should clarify. You're right. It does. Per, it does change because I can. Makes I can tell you. Like we. You know. We homemade to, versus like. Yeah. Well, I was going to say my my high school graduation. We made sure to order a uh, a, a full sheet cake from Benny's Bakery, and oh my god, that was amazing. Right. Okay, but like that is very different than going to like Bushes. Yeah. Or Meyer. Yeah. Or High V. Or Pick and Save. Or Kroger, and getting a sheet cake from there. Right, one of those mass-produced, shipped-on-a-truck cakes, quote-unquote. I don't know. The Costco cakes aren't that bad. Yeah? Yeah? You sure? Hey, they they go down If I offered you that cake... Right, but if I offered you... Andy, it's all fat and sugar. Of course it tastes good. The question is, is it good compared to other things? If I gave you, like, 
a plate and said, here, this is a piece of, like, Costco sheet cake. Versus, like, here, this is a donut from Krispy Kreme. Which one are you going to go for? Oh, man. Because I'm telling you, I am headed right for that donut. Depends on if the glaze Mm. light was on. (laughs) It's not not the glaze light. It's the fresh light. Mm. Right? It's the hot donut light. I had God. I remember driving so out many poochies this week. Oh yeah, happy uh, like Fat Tuesday Ash Wednesday. Happy Lent. I guess it's is Lent. that it's it's weird to say Happy Lent, right? <laughs> like it's like saying Happy Yom Kippur. Yeah, like it's just not it. It doesn't like there's there's a mismatch in there. Something yeah, doesn't like, fit. Happy Memorial Day. <laughs> um, I mean, except people do say that now. Like, I know, unfortunately. Yeah, happy like. But yeah, no. Kate, Kate ordered the oh. Sweetwater's punchkis on Sunday, so I had mm-hmm. Sweetwater punchki. No, actually, I had picked up some punchkis at Meyer <laughs> because I was at Meyer and I just wandered by the shelf. I'm like, oh look, Bavarian cream punchkis. All right. <laughs> so I of had course. those. I had those last week, and then Kate picked picked up punchkis from Sweetwater's, the good donut <laughs> place here, um, on Sunday. So I had. Um, what did I have? I more had punchkis. I had more punchkis. I had Bavarian cream. I had raspberry, and I had <clears throat> there was a there was a third one that I tried that was a new flavor, and I forgot exactly what it was. It wasn't that great, but I have never had a punchki. Oh, ever, and it's not like I'm about to start. Yeah, you no don't don't start now, Dave. <laughs> that that would not end well. Nope. So yeah, so I had those uh, Monday, Tuesday, when or yeah, Sunday, Monday, and then Tuesday, and then Sweetwaters came in and dropped off a dozen punchkis at work, which you know, would, no, they dropped off two dozen punchkis at work, which you know, people think there's a lot more people at the radio station than there are. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were like literally joking with people. That's like, okay, you know, these are the good punchkis. You must eat one. And I'm like, I already have. I literally have. Have another poonchki from Sweetwaters in my hands, and they're like, "No, no, but you must eat this one too." So I, I, I've had a lot of poonchkis this week. <laughs> so right now, if you ask me if I would want a donuts or cake, I would so go for cake because I am, I am over donuts at the moment. I mean, I assume that you're like you wouldn't actually want anything. I know <laughs> I could, I could, I could go for, I could go for cake, maybe some cookies. Little, I've got, I've got little Debbie cosmic brownies. Speaking of space, I've got a pack of cosmic brownies in the uh, in the snack cabinet right now. Could have cosmic one of those brownies. Yes, cosmic that- brownies. That sounds like a pot brownie, but it's, that's, it's, I can't imagine you actually doing that. No, no, no. It's Little Debbie, <laughs> it's the Little Debbie brownies, mm-hmm. and the normal ones have nuts on them. The cosmic brownies are like little, like I'd say nerd size, like chocolate candy, candy coated chocolates on the brownie itself. Candy, candy coated chocolate sprinkles, maybe, I would, maybe is that what you would call them? I don't know. I'll take your word for it. Yes, it's because I like the Little Debbie brownies, but I hated the nuts that they put on there. Um, So I'd always pick the nuts off, and then finally I was like, wait a second, they make a version without the nuts well of course i'm gonna get that <laughs> so yes this is also a uh, fun fact the uh my last week of noom and i'm sitting okay. here eating poonchkis as you're as you're eating a bunch of poonchkis and cosmic brownies mm-hmm. and now taste what? testing crazy coke yeah how did noom go went okay did you lose weight yes are you in a healthier place yes all right cool well congratulations so, yes that's awesome Yes, I've also got a uh, a treadmill now downstairs in the basement, so I'll review that in a little bit as well. Okay. Once I, that's once even I get more some, awesomer. Yeah, once I get some more miles on it. So yes, there are lots of things going on. So cool. What is? Oh no, that's my alarm to go to bed. Sorry, I can't oh, that's do that. You. I'm looking around at like my various like devices here, going like shit. Which one's vibrating? I gotta turn that off. Oh, it's Andy's. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's my. You should go to bed alarm. Which yeah, that's not gonna happen right now. Ah ha ha ha. So what's funny is the fact that we could actually take this. No, we could we could take this into a topic. No, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You think so? Yes, because uh, there's been a, f- a recall on Fitbit watches. I have a Fitbit watch. Do you sort have? Of. Do you have the Ionic? No. Okay. I have. I believe we've covered this. I have like a Fitbit HR Charge Two from yeah. like six years ago. Yes. 
Yeah, so I'm scrolling through my, uh, I'm just going through my, like, my Google, like, you know, news feed thing that's on your phone. Yeah. And I just see that it's like Fitbit recall. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I just, I just bought a Fitbit. What is it? What is it? Oh, okay. It's the Ionic Fitbit watch. Okay, good. I'm okay. Um, but yeah, they're recalling 1.7 million Ionic smartwatches because of dozens of reports of burns. On people's wrists? Yep. Apparently, the battery in the watch can overheat enough to burn you. Oh, no. Oh, that's a bad idea. Yes. So, yes, if you have a Fitbit Ionic... Um, Send it back to them. Yes, you will get a full refund for the price and a coupon for 40% off select Fitbit devices as well. Ah, they're like, yep, we screwed up. We're bringing it back and then... We hope you buy something else. Yeah, full refund, and you get a coupon to buy something else. But also, if you're going to send it back in, make sure you uh, factory reset your watch first, just to be on the safe side. So that it doesn't have your personal information in it anymore? Mm -hmm. So, there you go. Yeah, and Fitbit said yes does not impact any other Fitbit smartwatches or trackers, just the Ionic ones. So Yeah, probably like they had a bad battery supplier or something. Okay. In this case right now, I, I don't doubt it. You're just, people are just trying to get supplies from anywhere they can get their hands on. <sighs> I was supposed to have a transmitter delivered first week of February. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Then they said, oh. it's a work story. They're like, oh, yeah, it's going to come first week of February. This was back, you know, six months ago or four months ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm like already going, okay, four months. All right, I'll, I'll wait four months. And it's the first week of February. And okay, so it's the last <laughs> week of January. And I'm like, okay, can I get a tracking number so I know when to go up here and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, actually, it's now going to be the end of February. And I'm like, okay, I can I can wait another month. I've already waited four. Yeah, yeah I, I got an email this week going, hey, about that uh, first <laughs> week of May. Oof, not even like mid-April or like early April, just like going from end of February all the way to May. All the way to May. Is that why you said May for our intro? Well, no, because I looked down at the date and I saw the five. Okay. And of course, so, if we're not sh- if we're not using that opening, no one knows what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Just the they mystery of the podcast. Mysterious inside jokes. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. Inside jokes. Yep. Hey, hey, I brought up Bruce Campbell, and that one. That one went. That was so inside. I didn't even remember it. Okay, well, let's see what else we got here. Um, I'm trying to think if I can if I can pivot off of that, and I can't. Oh, probably not. I mean, that was that was a that was a half pivot to begin with at best. This idea of like fit going to Fitbit and like keeping healthy going to Fitbit, mm-hmm. like that's that was a what the hell is Trivia Quest? Trivia Quest is going to be showing up supposedly on April 1st, which anytime somebody says, hey, we're going to release this on April 1st, I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Like, are we really? Mm-hmm. Are you really going to mm-hmm. release it on April 1st? April 1st, eh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a <clears throat> trivia um, game okay. with a narrative interactive experience, sort of like um, Cat Burglar. I never even heard of Cat Burglar. Um, but they, so, the, you know, this is, remember, remember Bandersnatch? Yeah. Where you the could, Black Mirror you know, thing. Yeah. <clears throat> so you could, you, you know, know it was, choose it was your, a choose your own adventure. Yeah. So they started with that and they came out with Cat Burglar, which I almost spilled my Mountain Dew. I caught it. We're okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which uh, was like, you know, a little cartoon thing, but then there was, uh, different trivia questions in there as well. So this one is similar lines. They're going to be, okay. a, um, so it's, it's not, it's a, it's a choose your own adventure, but it's based on trivia. Yes. Uh, correctly answering the game's questions will also help free the friends of the protagonist, Willie, who vows to save hostage citizens of trivia land captured by a knowledge hungry villain named Evil Rocky. <sighs> A 
every day throughout April, yeah, uh, a new episode will be released. Each yep. episode will include 24 trivia questions, 12 easy, 12 hard, in a multiple choice style format. Yep. Uh, categories and the more you win, like, <laughs> the better you are. I, I, mm. I don't know. It's supposedly based off of trivia crack from, you know, back then. That was the, like, one that everyone started. It was like the live trivia game that you played on your phone. No, what was that? Was HQ Trivia? Yes, HQ Trivia was the live one. Okay. Whatever happened to HQ Trivia? Oh, that... (laughs) Are they... Did they shut down... If I remember correctly, they they basically imploded. And if I remember correctly, like the final episodes, they were just like sitting there, like drinking and just. I remember d- them like imploding because yes. they like it got super popular, but they just could not make money off of it. And so they had yeah, they shut it down, and then oh man, what was the name of the host? Oh, um, Ben, Ben somebody. Because he was pretty cool. Oh, so no, Scott. Scott Rogowski. Scott Rogowski. What is Scott Rogowski up to? Scott Rogowski, an American comedian. What's he been up to lately? Uh, During the COVID-19 pandemic, he hosted a live stream comedy show called ISO Late Night. (laughs) That's a good one. In which he interviewed other comedians in isolation. Isolation. ISO Late Night. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I hope he continues to find work. Man, HQ trivia. What a what a fucking rush. <laughs> I wonder if, what would have happened if it had come out like at the start of the pandemic. Oh. Or a year into the pandemic. I don't know. That would be well, I I maybe. I don't know. It Yeah, right? But anyway, so not HQ trivia. Daily no. trivia quiz. What were they calling this trivia quest? Trivia quest. Yes. Okay. I mean, sure. Netflix want to go. Netflix is, you know, pushing the interactive and video games. So which sure. Cool. It's exactly what I want for my movies. More interactivity. (laughs) I mean, honestly, if I want to do interactivity, then it's not a movie. It's a video game. And this is a crappy video game. (laughs) This is like. This is a video game from 1995. This, this is, it, it's going to be like Carmen Sandiego level video game. Not to say that Carmen Sandiego is a bad game, but comparatively against other things that are out there right now. I miss, and I would love, 1 vs. 100. Yes! I still think there's there's a, a way to do that to make, like, where it could make a profit. God, that was such, that, that game was, that game was fun to watch. Especially when it's like, yeah, oh yeah, hey look, Ken Jennings is is on the panel, and I bet you ever was like on there was going like, great, Ken Jennings. <laughs> it was it was just so good. It was really well done, mm-hmm. and I, I wish that it continued. My question is, how long is this gonna be? Like, how long is each episode? Um, a, a half an hour, twenty minutes, probably. I don't know. How long do you think it's gonna be? Okay, so here's the other question, though: is um, what's what's your prediction, Andy? I I don't know. I'm very confused by this, especially since they say, "Hey, viewers can also replay quizzes in order to get the correct answers and keep accumulating points." There's going to be a point tracker. I don't know. And they're very they're being very coy about, "Hey, you'll just have to play it and find out." It's like, "No, I don't." I mean, if you're releasing it on April 1st, then who even the f knows? Well, now in their official, I found their official press release. They're saying in the official press release, no, this isn't an April Fool's joke. Well, it's nice of them to say that. <laughs> How do you, like, think that it, it is? Do, do you think they're being real and honest? I don't know. Because, so, they, they, you know, this Netflix and, you know, silly video games. Sure, whatever. Yeah. They actually, oh. All I, right. I can, I can move this. Because they actually just bought somebody. Netflix purchased a company? Yes, because the, um, uh, they had a Puzzle Tales game based off of Stranger Things. Okay. And so they licensed a studio to do that, and they just said that they are actually buying um, all of the shares of the studio that made this Stranger Things game. So it's going to be owned by Netflix. 65 million euros. Eh. 
With all the, the purchases we've been talking about the last couple weeks slash months, that's just not very much. $71 million, I love that. Yeah, $71 million. Eh, it's not a lot. Like, eh, whatever. That's a small purchase. Yep. It's no $68 billion or anything. Yeah, we are excited for NetGames to join Netflix as a core studio in a strategic region and key talent market, expanding our internal game studio capabilities. While we're just getting started in games, I am confident that together with Next Games, we'll be able to build a portfolio of world-class games that will delight our members around the world. Sure. Sure. Yeah, no. Okay. I'm trying to think of actually the last time that I actually had Netflix up. No, it was today because we had to take a break from Encanto. We just we just had to. <laughs> Dude, did we? Did we really have to take a break from Encanto? Mm-hmm. So much Bruno. Yes, but she's getting better now, so she doesn't actually just want all the songs. She will actually sit there and actually watch plot. Ooh. And the entire time Isaac is sitting there going like, do we really have to watch Encanto? Can we watch anything Again. else other than Encanto? Can we watch something else? Nope. It's like, here, here's the tablet and YouTube. <laughs> Go watch something else. Go watch anything else, please. Anything else. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, I don't know. What do we have? What should we talk about? Oh, Samsung has yeah. been yeah. Uh, running a um, uh, an app on their phones and other mobile devices okay. called the Game Optimizing Service. Yeah, which in turn... Um, throttled over 10,000 Android apps, but not benchmark apps. So it slowed everything down except the things that you use to measure how your phone is doing. Yes. But, like, isn't that what it says on the tin? Like, it, it was to optimize games. Did it throttle the game, too? Yes. Okay, I feel like that's a fuck-up. Somebody Why? found this out because they took their benchmark apps yeah and they changed the package names yeah so then the benchmark apps were not flagged as a benchmark app and they nor instead of flagged it as a normal app and scores dropped anywhere between 13 to 45 percent oops <laughs> so if you publish an application designed to make phones run the game better right it's a game optimizer like yes Part of that is throttling everything else so that it doesn't take up as much of the processor. But you're supposed to make the game run faster, not throttle the game too. Yes. The database of apps targeted by Samsung's throttling app, um, the game optimizing, applied to 10,000 apps, and only 3,200 of them were actually categorized as games. The rest were just normal apps. But it... It shouldn't have any games on the throttling list because it shouldn't throttle the games. I'm so like someone fucked up. Someone did not understand the purpose. Yeah, that one. I'm just like, oh, um, <clears throat> it's not really a game optimizing service if you're throttling everything down. It's not an optimizing service if you're throttling everything down. It is a crippling service. Yes. Oh, and after the news article came out, this one actually just popped up on my feed. Um, Samsung says we value the feedback we receive about our products, and after careful consideration. And we plan to roll out a software update soon so users can control the performance while running game apps. Yes, the game optimized service has been designed to help game apps achieve a great performance while managing device temperature effectively. GOS does not manage the performance of non-gaming apps. Well, um, no, it's been proven that you're wrong. <laughs> I hear you. I see what you're saying. And you're very wrong. <laughs> So at some point, the Samsung will roll out an app so you could shut off the app that is controlling all of your other apps. Am I reading that correctly? Um, say it again. Samsung is going to roll out an app to help you fix the app that is actually throttling all of your other apps, except for your benchmarks apps. Yeah, God damn it, Samsung. God damn it. Like, mm -hmm. why? Battery life, How I'm guessing. How do you fuck that up? How do you fuck that up? I've had her planned obsolescence. I mean, Apple got caught doing the same thing, right? Oh, yeah. Like oh, yes. their, their older versions of iPhones were intentionally slowing down. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's to preserve battery. Fuck you. It's so that people think that their phones aren't as fast as the new phones, even though they're just as fast as the new phones. So speaking of Apple. Yeah. They are holding, what are they calling this one? Uh, Hostages. Peak performance. 
But not peak. So like not, peak. not hostages. No. Damn. Peak as in like, I spy you. I yes. peek at you. Yes. Okay. That's their, it's their uh, new uh, event since October. Yep. And usually Camera. in March or April, the event is normally kind of like a um, second tier iPhone device or yep. iPads have been normally okay. released at this. So they're thinking it's going to be the iPhone SE and most likely an update to the iPad Air. But what's with the peak? I don't know. That's what people and are peaking. confused about. Peak. Peak. Yeah. P-E-E-K. Uh, ooh, could it be like a glasses augmented reality thing? Would would that, I mean, that would be a peak, right? Like if that was Apple's product, that would be a very Apple name for the product. Maybe. Like it's Apple Peak instead of Google Glass. Well, the, 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 you know, how they always have the Apple logo kind of as a little bit of a teaser. It's like a mm-hmm. multicolored tunnel. A multicolored tunnel mm-hmm. that makes sense i don't know yeah but it's also like just kind of hanging there in the air and it's yes. just flat like you could go around it i don't it's... know man that that looks pretty augmented reality yes like of course if apple came out with an augment like a real augmented reality headset i don't know what i would do <laughs> i'd be like shit i can't buy it because it's apple <laughs> but also <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be on the 8th, and it is a pre-recorded virtual-only okay. event. March 8th? Yep. So, like, three days from now? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so we'll see what this is. So that's that's Apple Peak, or yes. Apple's Peak Performance. But, like, Peak Performance, that's not how you spell peak in peak performance. No. So it's a, it is not the peak performance, it's a performance of peaking. Apple is launching a telescope to rival the James Webb. <laughs> They've been working on it for 20 years in secret, and it's a better telescope than the Webb. And it's it's being launched on the 9th. That's that is that not a nope. That's not going to happen. No, I don't think so. Okay, so um, <laughs> we'll find out on um, the eighth. We'll find out on the eighth. Yep. Um, oh, Disney, Disney Plus. We talked about Netflix. We missed a segue, Andy. We did. We talked we? about Netflix and we didn't talk about Disney Plus and how they're coming out with a ad supported tier. Now, here's the thing. If it's going to be ad supported, I don't want it to be cheaper. I want it to be free because if I'm paying for it, then you you don't get to double dip. Stop double dipping. They're not the only ones doing that. You know that, right? Yeah, no, I know that. I understand that. Laura is salty about Hulu. Uh, how about Peacock, where even the top tier of Peacock... Has ads, yeah. Has ads, yes. Right. But Disney is adding... They, so they haven't said how much it's going to be. If they no. do do it for free, that will be insane. There's no way they will do that. No, no, they won't. Ooh, excuse me. I still can't believe that they wanted to have 230 230 to 260 million Disney Plus subscribers by 2024. How many are they up to? Uh, Service currently has 130 million. So they're over halfway. Yes, but rate of subscriptions, new subscribers, has been decreasing. Yeah, because everyone's got it who's going to get it. Yes. The issue with a subscription service is you can't lower the price for late adopters. Nope. Except that's exactly what Disney is trying to do, because now they're going to be like, oh, you could go down to this price. I bet you it's going to be more lucrative for them for the ads than the higher price, and that they would wish that everyone could go down to the lower price. Probably. Because they're going to price the lower price such that they make more. Plus, that's, the ad- that's my guess. Disney will be able to give you advertisers. This is, this is the problem we've always been having with radio and mm-hmm. TV is the fact that radio and television are a very one-way communication. Yes. Streaming is not one way. Correct. They can tell um, when you start, when you stop. They can tell all the stuff about that. Right. They get and all the metrics about it. Although that, they can't tell that you're actually watching it. Sometimes they can. What? Um, 
No, my TV doesn't know if I'm in front okay, of it. Okay, yes, no, yes, your TV no does not know if you're in front of it. Sometimes that you know if you have if you if you're streaming through your phone though, mm-hmm. they will log if you're doing other things on your phone while it is streaming in the background. I mean, they potentially could find some information like that. Um, but yes, no, the, if yeah, if you just have it streaming on the TV, your TV doesn't know anything. Granted, the new ATSC three. Will allow for more interactive content, and that's going to be a whole nother ball of wax. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, the advertisers love the metrics. They're like, oh, how many, how many, you know, how many, uh, how many views, impressions, how many impressions, all that stuff that you know they wouldn't, they so wouldn't be able to get before. YouTube has been able to provide forever. Mm-hmm. That's actually okay. part of the um, reason why uh, we actually have a uh, a separate Google account. That when we give Isaac the uh, the 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 pat the uh, the tablet, if he wants to watch a YouTube video or something, we switch it over to um, that profile, <laughs> just so we can keep that separate from our profiles. Yeah. So that it doesn't start showing up with all of his videos in your list or all of our videos in his list. That's also true. <clears throat> That's okay. So Disney Plus right now eight dollars a month. <clears throat> Hulu, which Disney now owns, seven dollars a month. Ad free is at thirteen. So if we cut the eight dollars a month in half. Four bucks a month mm-hmm. for the entire Disney, you know, mm. plus library with ads. Keep the eight dollar tier. Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, that's that's sort of along the lines. Uh, Peacock is at five dollars a month for full library with ads. So Blah. I know, I know. So they're on our lowest. We're at our lowest uh, satellite tier with Directv, and it's still. It's like, oh wait, we've got Netflix and Hulu and Paramount and Amazon. It's like <laughs> all those are starting to add up a little bit. Yeah, it's like having um, cable all over again. Yep. So uh, and it's the- it's worse because you have to do it because like everything is on all the different channels. Yes. Services. Rather, yes. right? Like if I want to watch, uh, like any of the Justice League stuff that I gotta go over to friggin' HBO Plus. If I want to watch, um, any of the Marvel stuff, Disney Plus, right? But Stargate is on Netflix right now for who knows how long. Mm-hmm. It's just painful to to try and manage it all and keep track of all the different places you would have to go to watch things. It's just like having cable all over again. Yeah. I have a feeling that piracy is going to come back. Possibly, it's it's yeah, because it's just like you know picking you know st- uh, picking up live TV and throwing it up on a torrent. Yeah, it's just. You know, as long as you got an HDMI cable, you can plug into your computer. Boom, you're good to go. Well, weren't there things with HDMI that were supposed to stop that? Yeah, but people can still get around it. I mean, that's not hard to do, especially if you have an app on your computer like Netflix or Disney Plus. And you can just screen cap and yep, screen caps. Although I I saw I'm trying to remember which thing it was. I think it's Netflix blocks screenshots. Have you tried to screenshot Netflix on your computer? I have not. It blocks it. I know I was able to screenshot WandaVision on my computer. You were? Yes. I've been unable to screenshot Netflix. Anytime I try, it just is a black box. Huh. I haven't tried that. I bet you anything, though, if I could probably spend about 10 minutes in the broadcast engineering Facebook groups and be like, hey, I need to (laughs) capture this stream. Because there's got to be professional gear out there to do that. Yeah, probably. I mean, because that th- I feel like that would be part of the you know news gathering resources that some of the TV stations would have. Would be like, oh, I need to get a capture of this. How do I do it? So we'll we'll see. Yeah. Um, speaking what else? of what else? What else? piracy yes. and that sort of thing, the uh, FCC uh, nomination, Gigi Son, mm-hmm. uh, has gotten out of committee. About time. Yep. Her nomination was advanced with a 14-14 tie vote. Of course it was. Because Republicans' only platform is to oppose whatever the Democrats are doing. Yep. So, um... For God's sakes, don't let the Democrats govern. People might actually recognize that, like, they're helpful. So she'll she'll get a floor vote 
for the full Senate, um, there will be no favorable or unfavorable recommendation. So it's it's not you know normally if if the committee uh, gives a favorable recommendation, you can kind of fast track the, the approval process. But with the tie, it has to go to a floor vote with all of the um, the full Senate. Yes, which include the full Senate, you know, debate and all that other. Yeah, yeah. is it going to be a fifty fifty vote in the Senate? Probably. Is it going to go to a vote in the Senate? It should. It's been uh, uh, the F- um, the FTC's member also had a fourteen fourteen split coming out of the committee as well. So it's kind of like okay, good. We we got both of them out of committee. Push these stupid things through. It would be nice. And actually get yeah full full committees. <clears throat> now, out of curiosity, because the the um the nomination and the approval has taken so long, is the the service that she would serve like is the term from when she's confirmed or from when the seat was opened? Uh, when she's confirmed. Okay. Because doesn't that throw everything else off? What do you mean? Well, because, like, that the, the they're supposed to... I don't... I'm not sure what I'm saying at this point. Because um, they're supposed to have five people on the committee. Yes. And it's generally, like, a three to two. Yes. But you, I would expect that with five people on the committee, like, one person retires every year or something like that. Um, they're put for three year terms, but the, the, um, because of people holding up approval processes, there's speculations built into the, um, the, um, service span bylaws that state that like you can hold over a person for an X amount of time and then past that point, then they must be dropped. Okay. There is a, there is a partial carryover already built into the rules. Okay. But we've already hit that with the previous. Right. Well, so that's that's kind of my my question is like if it's set up such that there's like one person whose turn whose term ends every year, but like we've already hit the extensions. Like, are we about to hit several people ending their term at the same time? I mean, we just kind of did, right? Like, the committee was down to like two, two. two. Yeah, it was down to just two people. It was down to two people at one point. Like, that's not good. That's no, not what it's, it's supposed to be. Well, it, it, same thing happened with the um, the po- uh, post office's uh, board of presidents, I think is what they call it. The um, the board kept dropping members and the Republicans at the time were um, during the Obama era mm-hmm. were um, literally just not approving anybody. So the board just kept on losing members and losing members and losing members. And then, you know, Trump gets in the White House and all of a sudden it's just like nominations going through like gangbusters. Yep. Fill the board back up again. Yep. So now all those people are in for their full length of terms and trying to get all of them out is going to take time. Yep. Yep. Crap, crap, crap. Mm -hmm. It's all the little tiny things that people, you know, gumming up the works. I mean, gumming up the works is is one thing. Uh, Subverting the system is something else. Okay. Um, what else do you want to talk about? I see we have a we have a topic here about EA and uh, Russia. Yeah, and we could we might you know we we tend to I mean I think Andy and I uh, our our political views are quite clear uh, that we stand with it, the majority of the planet in saying that yeah. Russia should not have attacked Ukraine. Well, I mean, just in general, like I wasn't even talking about Russia. I was just talking about like politics in general that we, we tend to stay away from political topics. Yes. Um, and like global news events. But like, yeah, this kind of sucks. Uh, this is really bad. This is really bad. Um, but how is it impacting us as gamers, Andy? Well, uh, we don't live in Russia. Yeah. So it's, you know, Thank not hitting God us directly. Yes. Um, but basically everybody under the sun is just cutting ties with Russia. Trying uh, to. Yeah. EA, Microsoft, CG Project, Blooper Team, Sony, Sega, uh, Supercell, Bulkhead, Pokemon. You know, just everybody is basically 
either a cutting complete ties with Russia, saying like, look, I, you know, we're going through the process. Uh, people are saying like, look, we're going through the process as fast as possible to remove any and all access from Russia for our games. Yeah, yeah. Or the other fact that you know everybody is just going through and donating as much, you know, thousands and hundreds and thousands and millions mm-hmm. of dollars to you know supporting aid efforts in Ukraine. So it's just been, you know, it's just it's one one company after another all is going like this is uh this is horrible and we're going to want to try and play as much of a, you know, we have a small part but we can do what we can. So looks like yeah. everybody is yeah, just trying to cut off Russia as much as possible. I actually just saw that uh Visa and Mastercard are banning operations in Russia. Oh boy. That's that's a big step. Yeah. Uh DirecTV also dropped RT America. What is RT America? RT America is the, um, what, what is it? RT, what does RT stand for? Uh, RT is one of the state run, uh, oh. TV channels in Russia. I think it's called oh, like Russian it's, Times. Or Russian Television. Russian Television, probably. So this is, this is their, like, the Russian state sponsored TV that, it, like, broadcasts in America. Yes, this is the American Branch. Branch. Um, basically, yeah. DirecTV said that they're dropping the channel. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube are all blocking web versions. Um, and uh, the European Union extended its sanctions on Russia to RT Russia and Sputnik, which is the other um, TV station. So, yeah, their broadcasts are just getting shut down everywhere. And so, yeah, they're uh, basically closing down and laying off most of the staff and said that the uh, shuttering will most likely be permanent. So it's like, oof. Yay. Not oof. That's a, it's a good thing. Well, yes, I know. But it's literally, you know, watching some of the people in the background going, you know, the, it's it's been tough to actually see. Well, first off, when, you know, Russia literally attacked the uh, Kiev uh, TV and radio tower mm-hmm. and, you know, actually seeing the names of people who do my job over there who were just literally just trying to do their job and had a war literally land on top of their heads. Yeah. That one hits a little bit. And then also the, um, one of the few independent Russian TV stations, what was that one called? Ah, what was that? Was it Rain? Yeah, TV Rain was basically Russia's last independent TV channel. Basically, two days ago, <laughs> had the entire staff on the live broadcast basically resign and just walk off. Mainly because the Russian government has put a fake news law into effect, which will impose fines and up to 15 years of jail for, quote-unquote, spreading false information about the military. False information being anything negative about the military. Yes. Including, aha, the Ukrainians are, like, actually stalling them and doing a good job, like, defending their country against not, an invading not even force. That. Basically, they include the things of um, not calling it a special military operation, I think. Oh, my God. So if they call it a war in Russia, yeah. if you call it a war— Or an invasion— or an invasion, or anything other than a special military operation. Now, you were in Russia. You could actually literally be arrested just for saying that and thrown I mean, into Russian let's, prison let's, for up to 15 years. Let's be honest. Let's be real. If you're in Russia, you don't need to say anything, and you could be thrown into jail for 15 years. Yes, true. But this is Russia cracking down on anybody inside the country. Is CNN's dropped their coverage. BBC has pulled all their people out. Uh, basically, anybody who's, you know, not Russian state mil- uh, media is just leaving because they're like, look, we, we don't even want to chance it. Right. Which is funny because now the BBC has brought back some of their old shortwave broadcasts so they can actually reach into uh, Russia and Ukraine. <laughs> From outside of it. Because yes. if you're inside of it, oh my God, this is... So yeah, so the BBC World Service on shortwave was used throughout World War II all the way up until 2008, and they finally shut it down, and then this happened, they're like, well shoot, we still got all the stuff. Let's let's crank the old shortwave transmitters back up again. And so, yeah, the BBC is now broadcasting back on the shortwave to reach uh, U- Ukraine and Russia to try and, you know, get somebody else in there. Some other voice other Some than Some other voice Russian other than, yeah, Russian media. state news agencies. <sighs> 
Can I just say Zelensky's done an amazing job? God, just just looking at his story is just ridiculous. It's like, yeah, you know, somebody explained to me, it's like, okay, if Jon Stewart, you know, started doing what he was doing and then basically joined the show Veep and played the president and then basically convinced everybody on the staff of Veep to actually, you know what we should do? We should actually try and run the government. And then they actually create a political party and then they actually run for government and they actually mm-hmm. win is just mind blowing group of people who just you know hey it's it's a comedy show but let's talk about the government and hey let's make a satirical you know show and hey this guy looks great to play the president you know we should we should try actually try this in real life yep this is such a strange timeline we're living in this is a really bad timeline we're living in andy it is quite possibly maybe not the worst timeline but it's it's not a good timeline no oh one thing i wanted to point out um Ford during its um, stock market call. Yeah. Shareholder, shareholder call. <laughs> yes. You forgot what it was called, didn't you? Yes. Yes, I did. The the thing where they talk to all the, they, they have like a phone call. Yes. The phone call like where they all talk about themselves. Yeah, yeah. Sign on and they listen to like the, the dude who's in charge. Yes. The, the stock, the shareholders, shareholders meeting. Yes. Yes. Ford announced that they are splitting in two. Oh, whoa. But not actually splitting. What? <laughs> it's still going to be Ford. Yeah. But it's going to be for- split into two parts. Ford Blue, which is the fossil fuel division, and Ford Model E. Ford Blue. Yes. And Ford Model E. Yes. With a lowercase e, mind you. I, I presume they're electric division. Yes. Why is Ford splitting its electric from its main? Well, here we go. The statement from Ford CEO is, we are going all in, creating separate but complementary businesses that give us startup speed and unbridled innovation in the Ford Model E together with Ford Blue's industrial know-how, volume, and iconic brands like Bronco that startups can only dream about. So they want to be they want to be Tesla. They want to be Tesla, but then they yeah. also don't want to not be Ford. They want their brand, but like you can use your brand right now without splitting. Case in point, the Ford F150 electric, lightning, whatever they're calling it. Yeah. Is a Ford F150 they get the brand knowledge and the brand awareness of being a fucking Ford F-150. What the hell does it mean to be, like, startup agile? Like, what the fuck does that actually mean? <laughs> what what can they do that they wouldn't have been able to do before? Well, they th- their idea is, is that the EV platforms... Yep engineering wise even down to like the base design are going to be different mm-hmm. than internal okay. combustion engines yeah so um was it but was like it? you can make your you can put you can just say it's a division of the company not a split into two companies that yeah it's the ford model e division and the Ford Blue division okay that's that's better if it's just two different divisions within the company yes. but also like why like, how is that new? Why were those not already two different divisions? Why did you have your internal combustion engine people working on electric cars? You should be hiring people with experience in electric cars. Well, I feel like this is their way of going, because everybody was like, dude, you know, spin off your EVs division, spin off your E division, you know. But because Ford Blue, the internal combustion engine, is still the cash cow. You know, that's still where your money is coming from. So if you spin off your EV division, how are you going to pay them? Right. I mean, you pay them with the money from the ice ice group. Yeah. I I would not say spin off your EV division. No. That seems like a bad idea. So this was basically trying to get the investors, you know, trying to appease the investors without doing something dumb. Ah, okay. So it's really just the investors were asking them to do something stupid. Yes. And Ford actually saying like, oh, we don't want to, but we'll do this. And hey, look, we're doing something. But this this Model E 
Yeah. Is the reason why there is a Model 3 at Tesla. Because... Because Ford had trademarked the Model E name. Mm-hmm. So when Elon Musk was going through his Model S, Model X, Model Y, and then he wanted to do a Model E, Ford he came could. to him at the time and said, no, you can't do that. We have the trademark for it. And so Ford is finally, three. finally going around to actually using the trademark that they've had from way back when. Yeah. So this is this is the this is like okay, so here's that, you know, we're just like, really model 3, you're trying to be silly but you're not. You can't. That seems a little weird, all right? But this is why because Ford had trademark lockdown and now they're finally getting around to using it so yeah no this will be interesting to see how this ends up you know is this split going to be good or are they going to just be okay at both of them i don't know it's gonna be something to keep an eye on so dave should we uh anything else on this list that you want to talk about or should we hit the randoms um, I mean, NVIDIA getting hacked is either really funny or really bad, or both. No, I think we're good. Okay. We hit most of the topics. Yeah. Random topic, then. No, random review. It's your random review, review, Andy. Yes. I presume you're reviewing your treadmill that you mentioned earlier. No, no, no. No, I've, I've only gotten three oh, sessions okay. on it so far. Okay. What, 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 I am, what are you reviewing? I What I am reviewing is the Chromecast with Google TV. Chromecast with Google TV. Yes. Is that a singular product or is it a combat is it like hardware plus software is it like yes can can i use my chromecast with google tv no i have a first or second generation chromecast yes so is this just like the third or fourth generation chromecast Uh, i think this is fourth or fifth I think and it was one, two, three ultra. And then this is one? the with Google TV important. Yes. Yes, it is. OK, let's hear it. OK, From so we top. all have the we have the Chromecast, right? Your your Chromecast, yeah. you plug it into the TV. You can stream your phone to the Chromecast. That still is the same. So that that hasn't changed between the old Chromecast and these. Yeah. What has changed, though, is um, this one, first off, has its own remote. Okay. So um, it's got a remote, so I don't have to, you know, use my phone if I don't want to. Or, you know, I could just hand the kid a remote. And I don't have to have my phone tethered to the TV, so I can I can have on on our on our <laughs> Chromecast right now. We have apps for Amazon. Mm-hmm. We have apps for HBO. We have apps for let's see, YouTube, Netflix, Prime, Disney Plus, Spotify, HBO Max, Hulu. Um, basically, they just got a whole bunch of apps on the device itself. So I don't you 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 don't really need your phone to actually use your Chromecast to stream things. The other fun fact is that it's all in one menu. Two of the things that Megan likes to watch, Encanto, no surprise, Mm -hmm. and Masha and the Bear. Now, Encanto Mm -hmm. is on Disney+. Masha and the Bear is on Netflix. Those two things on the, hey, would you like to continue watching, little, like, you know, option in the menu, are right right next to each other. So I can go with just on the remote. I don't even need to deal with my phone. My phone is sitting somewhere else. On the remote, I can go, hey, Encanto. Yes, let's watch it. Back to the home screen, Masha and the Bear. Let's watch it. It's literally all of this cacophony of apps boiled down to one screen. I've got recommendations from for uh, the Grand Tour on Amazon Prime. Sitting right next to car shows about Netflix. Sitting, you know, right next to something on whatever the the history Discovery Plus. That's the new mm-hmm. one for that. We don't have that one yet, but you know, <clears throat> you know, next to my, you know, my Marvel list is the Netflix Marvel. Next to Hit Monkey on Hulu. Next to the actual Disney Plus Marvel shows. All the stuff. It it takes all of your things and goes. Oh, you like this? Well, maybe you'll like this one over here. And it. I've put all of our login information into the Chromecast, and it knows it all, and it will just pop between wherever we want to go. That's pretty cool. Yes. Um, if you ever lose the remote, which happens, especially, you know, with a toddler who likes to carry things around the house and put them in bags. Um, <laughs> yes. You can actually turn your phone into the a <laughs> copy of the remote, so I can actually just, you know, 
act like the because it's it's a GUI screen, so right. I can actually still you know if I have my phone, I can still control it like I would the actual remote. Um, the remote's also got a microphone in it, so um, you can actually use the Google Assistant to you know hey hey Google you know show me shows about no stupid phone don't turn on. <laughs> I was waiting for that. God no, I don't want you to search for don't turn. <laughs> I'm not sure you were talking. No, I wasn't talking to you at all. Um, but you can use that to actually search for whatever you're looking for. So, you know, show me, you know, show me shows with Ben Kingsley sort of thing. Cool. And it's if, smart enough to do that? Yes. Very um, cool. It also has, uh, if you have Google Nest stuff, like your security cameras, you can pull that up there. It's it, it acts just like a Google Nest hub. So if you have all that stuff in your Google Nest, Google Internet of Things universe, you can control it from your TV. With the remote, um, there are. That's <clears throat> actually really cool. Yeah, granted, we're how much you know, is this thing? Uh, fifty dollars. We got ours on discount over um Christmas. They had a sale. I think we picked it up for thirty. So that was like a Black Friday thing. But oh yeah, oh Peacock and Apple TV on there too. If you have those, nice. So, um, the uh two downsides that I really have right now. One is the fact that the old Chromecast could plug into the USB port on the back of the TV and use that for power. Um, This Chromecast needs more than the 500 milliamps. So I had to run new wiring up to the back of the TV specifically just for the power for this guy, which I thought was kind of annoying. That is, yeah, kind of weird. Yeah, but yeah, it, it requires more power than just your 500 milliamp USB port, so... So either you need some sort of Power near the TV, which, I mean, you need power near the TV anyway, because it's a TV. Yes, but, you but know... But you're when saying, you, like, you need an additional... When when I, a broadcast engineer, you know, who does studio build-outs, you know, spent, like, two hours running cords, shortening cords, the whole nine yards to make it slick and nice back there, I put in this new Chromecast, I plug it into the old USB port, and it's like, I'm sorry, Dave, I can't do that. And it's just like, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. Fine, I'll go run a new power cord, and I got to figure out where's where which power strip can I plug this into, and then I got to reroute this through all of my conduit. I mean, you when you say a new power cord, did you like actually like rip out part of the wall, put lines behind it? Uh, Our TV stand has built in uh, runs for cabling. Okay. So I so ran it. You didn't actually run new power to the wall there. You just no. you connected it to your existing yeah, I, power. Yeah, I unplugged. I unplugged the Xbox 360 because I needed a I needed a, <laughs> I needed a plug source, and I'm like, well, shoot, I'll just pull that one off for right now. Like, well, that hasn't done anything in <laughs> six years. It's been five. I've played it yeah. at least twice while I've been here. Okay. There were a couple of times where Isaac was sleeping downstairs here, and I was watching, and I'm like, well, shoot. I guess I'll play Grand Theft Auto 3. Well, I was playing uh, Burnout. Oh, that the, the cartoony one. That cartoony one. Where you, you, you like, crash. You want to have to be more specific. It was like a burnout game, and it was, like, car- slightly cartoony, and you crashed into an intersection, and you tried to, like, blow everything up, and it would cause more and more havoc, and you, yeah. It's a very silly game, but it was fun. Sure. So that's the one thing is I had to I had to run new um, wiring for that. The second thing is they I talked about. Oh yeah, no, you can get because Google recommends things to you, and you could set up alternate profiles, and you can set up a kids profile on there, and I can switch between me and the kids profile, which you know will block most things not kids related. But what I recommend and what Kate recommends are two very different things sometimes. So Kate's got a profile in this Chromecast, but it has done absolutely nothing. They keep promising. They promise this back even before we bought the Chromecast, going, yep, it's coming. We're going to do separate profiles so you can switch your home screen and get di- you know personalized recommendations. That still has not happened yet. They still say, oh, it's coming. It's like, you, you have the option in there for multiple profiles. I've set Kate up as a secondary profile on there. What's taking so long? Mm. So, yes, no, if, if you will be stuck with one profile, which, okay, that's fine. But you can also, you know, if you have multiple Netflix profiles or multiple Hulu profiles or whatever, you can still go to the individual app and select it from there. But your main home screen, you know, buffet-style screen still is only under one person's Google 
Google account. Ah, that's too bad. Yeah, I know. That's 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 like the one missing piece right there. It's like, oh, if only. Hurry up with that. Yeah. But yeah, so 50 bucks, you know, it's it's a Chromecast. So, you know, even, you know, even if you don't do any of the fancy schmancy stuff, it's still But if a I have a Chromecast, then I I don't need, right? Well, you don't have, you know, it's it's the software is what really makes it. It's a Chromecast, sure, but it's the software on top that's actually the good. Yeah. It's it's the killer app for the Chromecast. And actually, the TV that okay. we just got downstairs. But like my Chromecast is pretty good already, and I like, um, yeah. The TV that we got downstairs has this built into it, so I didn't even need to actually buy another Chromecast. So now I've got like an extra Chromecast just sitting around, going, "Well, shoot." <laughs> I think it's I think it's the right, Chromecast then. Ultra I got with the Stadia package too. So it's like, oh, I've got a Chromecast Ultra just not That's being a good, used. It's a good Chromecast. But not as good as the new Chromecast with Google TV, apparently. Yes. Which is really just Chromecast plus a little more. Yes. It's that Google okay. TV interface that really does it for me. So Well, right now, excuse me, I'm using a combination of the fact that I, my TV is smart-ish uh, and then the PlayStation. Mm. And just doing everything from the PlayStation. So there you go. Chromecast right. with Google TV. So, let's hit the random random topic. topic. I rolled ahead of time. This one is another Isaac question. What is your favorite building? I could give the cheap answer, (laughs) which is the one I give to my my trainees every so often when they're like, what's your favorite building on campus? And I'm like, whichever one I'm in, because that's where I am. So it could just be like, whatever building I'm in, that's my favorite building. Um, Yeah, he he asked Kate this question, and Kate's like, our house. Nice. It's a good, solid answer. Yep. He was very upset with that, though. Oh. I I mean, deep space uh, at work is, is a pretty friggin' awesome building. It's an 11,000 person auditorium buried 70 feet below the surface, built into the side of a hill. There are no internal support structures within the auditorium itself, so every seat has a view of the stage. Not bad. I mean, that's, that's a, it's, yeah, it's in, a bit of an, yeah, it's a bit of an engineering. Yeah, like, yeah. hang on, let me, let me pull up a, a picture for you. Like it, copy image. So here's the exterior, because we built it into the side of a hill. And then here's the interior. So, like, that's pretty high up there for me, for, for like, favorite building. Also that I get to just, like, go there. I can walk down to that at any time. It is a big auditorium. Yeah. And you know what? The picture doesn't do it justice from, like, when you walk into that room. Oh, yeah. Whenever I actually get you guys to come out here... You a hundred percent. You're going on a tour of this place. Ugh. Michigan Stadium is pretty cool. Uh, the Duomo in Florence is also really cool. How? Do, I mean, favorite building on, for what criteria? Like, I don't know. Sometimes you know, especially sometimes you know. He's also gets annoyed sometimes because sometimes people call buildings towers, mm-hmm. i.e., you know, Willis Tower. CN Tower. CN Tower. But that, you know, Willis Tower is a building, but CN Tower is not a building. He gets very confused by that. Why is the CN Tower not a building? Because it's a tower. We've but gone over this day. It's a building. It's we've, a building, Andy. <laughs> we've literally talked about this because I remember we actually went through the criteria of what yep. makes it a building versus a tower. Yeah. That's another deep cut, it seems. Not, not I mean, so that was only shallow a couple cut. weeks ago. That was a pretty shallow cut. It was only a couple weeks ago. Um, I've always said the uh, the Willis Tower most of the time. Because that, that was a new design for skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. That basically, they've kept that design and scaled it up. That's the Burj Khalifa basically is built the same way as the Willis Tower. Just I mean, the, the, yes, the, but no. They took the same principal idea and just, yeah, cranked it up to 11. Yeah. So, yes. No, I've always been a fan of the the Willis Tower for that. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any <laughs> other buildings that I'm like, ooh, this is a fun building. The big house? Eh. Really? Michigan Stadium? It's, it's just a big, I hate to say it, it's just like a big hole in the ground. <laughs> so is Deep Space. I know, but... You know, you look at things like the Horseshoe, <laughs> the Coliseum, you know, you look at some of those other big mm-hmm. stadiums. But 
the the fact that it just looks like a hole in the ground, I think, speaks to its engineering and production. Because you, you can't just dig a hole like that and fill it with seats. Now, the question is, are you talking before or after the renovation? Oh, before the fucking, like, upper deck whatever bullshit. Because you could tell by the reno- res- by the renovations of the big house, they were trying to make it look like the horseshoe and the Colosseum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Th- they were trying to make it look more historic rather yeah. than it looked like it was built in the eighties. So yeah, so that's yeah. I was curious about where you were going to go on that one. Because yeah, the big no. house now is definitely different than the big house was when we grew classic. up. Classic, classic big house. Um. Like, yeah, there's a lot of really nice buildings out there. Um, I mean, Falling Water. Hill Auditorium is really nice. Hill Auditorium's really nice. Falling especially water, if you uh, get, yeah, I hate to say it, especially if you actually get in some of the nosebleed seats near the top. Yep. Because that acoustical bounce off the ceiling just nails you, and you're just like, ooh. Yeah, you're like, oh, the orchestra sounds like it's right here. Yeah. Um, Michigan Theater is pretty cool. There's some really good, oh, the law school at Michigan. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's Michigan it. Historic looking building. Yeah, that's pretty friggin' amazing. That's like uh, half the other buildings on campus from where I work. Well, the law, bu- the law library is like if, if you actually want to go to Hogwarts, go to U of M. Yep, or go to the Great Hall on campus for Epic. <laughs> Just you're, you're not not gonna let that go ever, are you? Well, I mean, you brought up Hogwarts, Andy, and we have an entire campus called the Wizard Academy. Yeah. Of course you do. We have a space between two of the buildings. It's this alleyway between the two buildings, right? It's the alleyway next to King's Cross Station between these two buildings. And it's called Diagon... No, not Diagon. Uh, what is... Dilly Dally. <laughs> it's... It is Dilly Alley. It is not Diagon... Diagon Alley. It is Dilly Alley. It has a store called Bits and Bites. They sell ands, ors, and knots. It's full of puns. It's just... It's a lovely, lovely place. Uh, but it's between the observatory and the library, which is next to the classroom and across from the Great Hall and very close to the fortress. Hmm. That's just... Oh, boy. Yep. Yup. So, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, a lot of good things out there. There's a lot of, lot of good buildings. I don't know that I could pick... This is what I would tell a child who is who is asking me what is my favorite building. I'd say, there's a real lot of really good buildings out there, and I'm not sure I could pick just one to be my favorite. I'm not sure that it would be fair to the other buildings that I enjoy spending time in or that I enjoy looking at. <clears throat> All right. Well, on that note, um, it's after midnight over there, so we yep. should probably uh, wrap this up and say uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>